Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Grassroots Holistic Talk Radio Show. I'm your host. I'm your host, Baba Tahuti Wesley Gray, speaking to you live from New York City. It's really a pleasure to have you with us again this evening. And as always, before we begin further, I have to pay homage and praise the One Most High to our ancestors, to my lovely wife, to my dear mother, to my uh, children, my daughter and godsons, all of my siblings, and of course those of you throughout the cyber world through the social network arena, and those of you who have shared your life's journey with me since I've been a young man, I give thanks to you for uh, taking part in the endeavor of sharing wisdom and knowledge through this venue. We continue this evening with reviewing uh, this excellent book titled African Holistic Health by Dr. Elila O. Africa. For those of you who may not have been listening or had the privilege of listening to prior shows, uh, just to give you a, uh, a brief overview of Dr. Africa, this particular book is a first major book which addresses health issues from a comprehensive African-centered viewpoint. And it provides a, a complex guide to herbal remedies along with uh, a complete homeopathic disease regimen of treatments that he recommends. And what makes African holistic health truly unique is the arduous research that Dr. Africa has provided on the physiological as well as the psychological differences between people of African descent versus people of European descent. In addition, Dr. Africa provides a complete history from the 9th century to the 18th century 
of the European herb trade and why Europe invaded Africa for healing plants. And finally, he concludes by detailing how European diseases defeated ancient Africa. African Holistic Health helps you learn about the holistic sex laws, self-diagnosis, disease treatments, the danger of commercial foods, and much more. But the most important lesson learned in this book is the concept of holistic health. And that gets me very excited whenever I think of that, because many of us, especially in my age group, I just turned 70 recently, those of us in the so-called baby boomer age group or older have um, suffered from being hooked and bamboozled, as Brother El Malik Sabaz so eloquently states, stated rather, in his autobiography, that we have been duped to believe that we could embrace a lifestyle that was given to us some, uh, the Genesis started some 400 plus years ago when we first landed in this hemisphere from Africa, our ancestors being, as it were. And many of us have heard and knew better than to perpetuate this particular lifestyle in terms of diet and eating and taking care of our body and mistreating our bodies, as it were. So, as I mentioned last night, we have used foods for various reasons in terms of self-medicating, to make ourselves feel good, to eat foods out of necessity in terms of our economic uh, shortcomings and, and uh, the racism and prejudice that has not allowed us to earn a decent living to eat food that is healthy, as it were. And then those of us who even actually have the sufficient income are so sick emotionally, spiritually, imbalanced that we still imbibe and, and drink foods, I mean, liquids that are not healthy, namely alcohol and um, certain beverages, as it were, sodas, even um, so-called pasteurized beverages your milks and juices, orange juice, all of these things are proven to have not been uh, in the past healthy and they definitely aren't healthy now, um, given the circumstances that we live under. Let's just review the aspect of what Dr. Africa talks about in terms of eating snacks and the dysfunctionality of unhealthy um, fast food, but specifically eating snacks, for instance. We're dealing with, as he describes, unhealthy emotions or lifestyles. The tendency to like uh, the type of foods or snacks can indicate an emotional problem. And the food industry makes food that will appeal to the dysfunctional feelings, emotions, and lifestyle of oppressed Africans and other people of ethnic groups who are oppressed on various levels. The industry uses psychologists to help create emotions and feelings for food and to connect subconsciously 
the desires that we have towards these types of foods. He goes on to state that oppressed African consumers tend to medicate. In other words, we pacify our fillings with sugar and salt. It is no accident that blacks are the largest consumers of salty potato chips and have the highest diabetes rate. Caucasian oppression makes black folks dysfunctional and then Caucasians profit from the dysfunctionality via snack foods. Aside from this, no animal, insect, or plant eats snacks. They eat to satisfy hunger, not to medicate emotions. The following is a partial list of the foods and emotions. There are many different combinations of snack foods that cover many types of subconscious desires to be healthy. And these are the snack food groups that he indicates. The type, the first type is bready. Bready, uh, dealing with the emotional in terms of the addictive factor. The bready snacks relieves feelings of insecurity and soothes dissatisfaction. The chewy type of snack food relieves tension, stress, and need to slow down and unwind. In the creamy category, the creamy fast food helps to satisfy the need to be nurtured and comforted. And then we have the crunchy. The crunchy helps relieve anxiety and social pressure caused by cultural abrasion. And then the salty, redirects anger, frustration, and violence. And then the sugary-based snack food helps to satisfy the need to give or to receive love. And that sugary reminds me of chocolates. You know, you, we know that when you eat chocolate, you get a sense of, of uh, calmness. As a matter of fact, I think it releases the endorphins in your brain which is the same thing that happens when uh, you, you engage in being in love and lovemaking, as it were, or any exercise that happens to uh, be sustained for over 15 minutes, I believe is the time, of rigorous exercise. So the medicines and the machines and ignorance that evolve or revolve around this snack food syndrome is something that's very interesting. We're talking about the orthodox medical field, which is non-holistic, non-natural, relies on machines and so-called technology. And these modern machines, technology, and gadgets are presumed to improve the human capacity to diagnose and treat the body. And similarly, it is assumed that humans lack the ability to diagnose at the level of modern, modern machines, i.e. computers. An examination of ancient medieval uh, medical theory, diagnosis and treatment can help to dissolve this modern primitive medical addiction to machines. The history of medicine and medical treatment is well defined. In fact, pre-Egyptian medical science was constructed by the same black scientific intelligence that constructed calculus, nutrition, algebra, astronomy, physics, and ecology. These natural, holistic scientific treatments, which use no contemporary fuel-driven machines, 
gadget or technologies are documented in the African Eber Papyrus, 1500 BC, the Canon of Medicine by Akvixma, and the Medical Papyrus of Amenhotep, written over 2,000 years before Hippocrates' birth. Additionally, the Chinese Pentao around 100 BC further documents the scientific analysis of dis-ease states without machines. The Yellow Emperor classics of Chinese medicine also use looking, touching, and smell for diagnosis. Contemporary medical technology is not an advancement in medicine. It indicates the failure of Caucasian medical science and is a sign of ignorance. Technology cannot replace the human ability diagnose disease by looking, touching, and smell, and perform treatment without drugs. Ancient health practitioners taught the patient about herbs and healing. They instructed the patient on how to achieve higher wellness on a spiritual, mental, and physical level. And the medicine man was used as a human technology for the culture. Each individual was taught all the senses were active, male principle and passive female principle, and all diseases were active and passive and taught the spiritual and mental causes of disease. I must pause to indicate to those who do not know that uh, I happen to be an African drummer and I'm a jazz drummer, and I play a, a few other instruments such as the piano and a little guitar and so forth, but my main instrument at this stage of my life is the drum. And I became very much aware that the drummer was the center of the, of the village, of the community, as the healer as well. He or she was the drummer, and they were also the healer within the village. And then I found out that it wasn't just the drummer, but all the musicians in the village were designated to be trained as healers. And that's a far cry from what we have today. Fast forward into the uh, 21st century in the Western Hemisphere. Musicians, if anything, are contradicting their calling as it was described in Mother Africa. They're, um, if in some instances, exacerbating the illness and the dysfunction of the people who are so-called fans who become fanatical, as it were, which is where the word fan comes from, for a unheard of dose of negative energy, negative vibration, through the words that are used. Especially we have in certain idioms of music where women are not respected. There's a misogynistic attitude and, and, and impulse to downgrade and degrade women. And then we have the men who uh, dress inappropriately in certain styles which are really not indicative of manhood. Pants being worn under um, the, the hip, exposing the buttocks, wearing dresses, women um, exposing themselves inadequately, inappropriately. All of these are signs of of mental dysfunction, of confusion, of imbalance. 
Well, maybe I shouldn't say all, but most are. Because I know that every generation has their particular orientation. Uh, there's a certain rebellion in terms of wanting to uh, isolate themselves or separate themselves from, from the mainstream culture, as it were, so that you can uh, create your own identity, have your own voice. But hopefully what we want to happen is that each generation carries further the, the, uh, the highest ideals, the higher self, going back to Godhead, going back to a high moral standard of living and interacting with one another so that indeed we can come closer and closer to a state of peace within the family, within yourself individually to start with self, and then peace within the family, within the community, the village, and then within the country, and then eventually within the world. And I'm optimistic that that is something that we can obtain. But each one, reach one, teach one, that's something that we have to perpetuate. Starting, as I mentioned before, with yourself. I'd like to just take a break for a moment, and uh, I'll be right back with you momentarily. Thank you. 
continue with the African Holistic Health by Dr. Africa. The life existence of human beings is a combination of the past, present, future, ancestors, physical, mental, and spiritual. Each of these factors of life was sublimely analyzed, and consequently, an imbalanced disease in any fact of life represented an imbalance in other factors. The African health practitioner had to first develop their own human detection sensitivity capacities by using Ma'at before they could treat the disease individual. The healer used sight, music, touch, hearing, dance, smell, food, rituals, and ceremonies such as diagnostic and healing instruments, and therefore electrical and fuel-driven machines, gadgets, and so-called modern technology were not needed. The healer had disease detection intelligences on many levels and realized that Ma'at diagnostic wisdom is inherent in individuals and not machines. The machines used helped the healer diagnose machines did not diagnose. It was wisdom of the manifest physical and unmanifested spiritual that guided the medicine man woman healers. And healers were guided in treatment by the wisdom that all organs are related to each other and that the human developed as an, indif an undifferentiated mass, i.e. egg, in which all organs and organ systems were connected together. The organs begin to specialize and function, lungs for breathing and heart for pumping the blood. However, they never lost their inherent connection to the whole body. And in fact, every cell in the body possesses the genetic code, i.e. the fingerprint of the body. Therefore, any part of the body can be used to analyze another part of the organ or organ. And the internal organs have nerve endings in the feet, hands, head, teeth, tongue. All organs in the body are connected and related to each other, similar to the telephone systems in the world. The knowledge of the interrelatedness of body organs and parts combined with healers' ability to use their body as a gadget, machine, technology, and instrument for diagnosing and treating disease and put the African healer on the highest level of science. And I must interject that, indeed, everything that you hear on our show uh, in terms of healing modalities and recommendations for diet and so forth is purely um, for illustrative purposes and also to illustrate and inform you how myself and my family treat ourselves and feed ourselves. But we recommend that you consult your personal physician, your doctor, dietitian, before you embark on anything that you receive in terms of information from our show. With that being said, a fuel-driven machine, gadget, or technology does not possess wisdom of my art. A machine, be it a bullet or a bomb, will kill an infant or an enemy. Particles of metals or plastics do not possess wisdom, power, or knowledge, or my art. A sophisticated computerized medical testing machine does not reflect the holistic intelligence of humans. Now, I dare say that in, 
in this day and age, there are certain illnesses that we may have that uh, technology, those machines that are being that have been invented and used, you know, with have computers computerized aspects to them, can be beneficial, in my personal opinion. But again, the judgment is call is on you as an individual. I know for a fact that indeed I dreaded going to the dentist in my youth, my youthful years. Because back then the technology was not as sophisticated as, as it is today. So we have to be very careful, I think, in terms of how we interpret uh, information that's given to us, whether pro or con, and use our own uh, uh, capacity for critical thinking. So let's just go further in depth into the aspects of what Dr. Dr. Africa explains with regard to African medicine, the concept of African holistic medicine. The African medicine was founded upon holistic spirituality and the teachings of Mahat. And these pre-Egyptian medical sciences between, uh, between 20,000 and 100,000 years old. In fact, it is the oldest medical science on this planet. The Westcar Papyrus of 1550 BC of the 18th dynasty has stories from the early empires, which date before the Great Pyramid. And they make reference to the priests slash herbalist doctors of King Khufu, Cheops of the 4th Janesty, 3800 B.C. Most importantly, Heretet, son of King Khufu, mentions a surgeon named Tet. In African medicine, used the full scope and capacities of holistic calculus and other sciences. And the realization that the spiritual-filled human body is an advanced technological instrument for diagnostic and treatment purposes was well known back then. And the Caucasians, those from the European sector of the world with the lowest melanin content, can only understand between 25 to 40% of the astronomy, magnetism, and other mathematical concepts required to build the Great Pyramids in Africa. Back then, the Caucasians limited understanding of the African mathematical concept has resulted in the invention of so-called modern machines of computers, spaceships, automobiles, and nuclear bombs. And the other 75% of the African astrology, health science, and mathematics is beyond the scope of those from that region. So we have here and I'm going to stop, we're approaching the half hour, a, a description of the history of our sophisticated knowledge with regard to medicine and math and, and a host of other uh, high-end knowledge that many of us are not aware of. Dr. Africa goes on to state that a thermometer will register the human temperature at 98.6 degrees. However, a thermometer cannot register indicate whether the temperature of the body temperature is moist, wet, dry, hot, earth, air, fire, or water. 
the energy projected from the eyes is measured, identified as active, male or passive, female, and classified by the temperament system, the eye projected energy can be felt. An individual can feel another person staring at them while their back is turned away from the person. This is an example of the registering of eye energy upon the back. And ancient medical practitioners developed their ability to measure, identify, and classify eye energy. So we have here, as I mentioned last night, the aspect of incorporating metaphysics with physics, the aspect of high spiritual frequency and understanding with low uh, mechanical frequency of energy. And uh, that's something that I, I'm looking forward to delve into in future shows, the fact that indeed um, we have been conditioned to live in a certain frequency that is it is very low, draining, non-replenishing, as it were, and we keep it to ourselves with not understanding that we are all interdependent, and the whole essence of us being able to be healthy is reciprocity, to give and to take, not just to take and, and hold and hold. So we have to reevaluate how we've been conditioned so that we can indeed uplift ourselves and each other. So at the end, I as always as we begin, we pay homage to the one most high God, to our ancestors, to my lovely wife, to my mother to my children, siblings, those of you throughout the cyber world, I appreciate you and and I just look forward to being able to facilitate and to share so that we can indeed help one another to raise to our glorious level of consciousness and being and serve each other towards harmony, love, and peace. Assalamu alaikum, shalom, hetepu, namaste, all my relations. Peace and love to you all, and have a blessed and joyful evening. Until we meet again tomorrow evening at 9 o'clock, same station, same dial. Talk to you soon. <laughs>